Welcome back to Eclectic Soul Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jen, and this is... Jen! Hi, everybody! Welcome back. We hope you've had an awesome August. Um, we are now into September. So we are... This is our first episode for the second season. Mm-hmm. So we said so long last month (laughs) to our first season. And thank you for all of you that supported us and listened to our podcast. This topic we're going to be talking about today will be on confidence. And a lot of us struggle with confidence. We struggle with confidence in many different ways, whether it would be for work um, own personal lives, we might struggle um, meeting a guy or meeting a girl. We might struggle um, having the confidence to get up and say hello or something like that. Um, in the work field, it's, sometimes we might have a hard time taking the initiative to move forward, maybe ask for a raise or maybe ask for a, you know a spot on that project that someone's working on. But has anything happened though? Before we get dive into that conversation, uh-huh. has anything happened recently? Anything fun? Anything new? Anything different? Not related to confidence? Not related to confidence. <laughs> has anything happened? What do you mean, your birthday? Yes! <laughs> That'd be it! Me! <laughs> it was my birthday! It was your birthday? On Friday. On Friday, which uh-huh. was a couple days ago. Yes. And I got spoiled. <laughs> Say thank you. <laughs> so, I, uh, wow, I got a lot of cool gifts. <laughs> I can even hold the moon in my own hands. I love it. <laughs> Maybe I'll share them on my own um, IG pictures of my gifts. Mm-hmm. So, the definition of confidence, depending on, um, where you want to look at, but I'm just going to give you one right off of Google. The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something and have firm trust. So meaning that people can have confidence with the people that they work with. Mm -hmm. But there's also that state of feeling certain about the truth of something or a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or quality. So basically, knowing your truth, knowing that you, what you, the job you do or what hobby you do or whatever it is that you do and you know you do it well and that carries you and you carry that with you that is your truth. You know what you're talking about. You have your shit together, excuse my French, but mm-hmm. and you feel that 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 burns in you and you when you talk and you show it, you speak with confidence. You show confidence. You don't hinder away from it. There there's this beautiful aura that goes on around you. When you are talking about something or you feel good about something and you know what you're saying is the truth, it is either you spent all this time in school learning how to do it, whether you're a musician 
whether you're a singer, whether you are an electrician, whatever the task at hand that it is that you do, it makes you feel good. And when you feel good and you know you have it and you nail it every time you do it, even if you struggle a little bit and you back up a little bit and you do it again and you do it until you know you have it right, and you come out shining, you come out feeling so good about yourself. That's confidence. I, on the other hand, cannot walk up to a guy and say hello. If we had a project to do, don't ask me to be the speaker because I can't. I I just could not. I did not have the confidence to talk in front of a group of people. Now, if you wanted me to sit down at a computer and show someone how to do something, no problem. Um, you wanted me to cook for you and cook for 50 to 100 people? Hey, no problem. I got that. But I don't want no one in my kitchen. I couldn't do it in front of people. Because confidence is about judgment. True. It's about whether or not you can handle judgment in that situation. Criticism. As well. I'm not very good at taking criticism. And I think it depends on the situation. I think, I don't think there's anyone out there that's completely confident 100% of the time. I think it has to do with the situation that you're in, or specifically what we're talking about. Like, what specifically are we talking about? Um, Everyone is going to feel confident in certain areas and Mm -hmm. not so confident in others. But I think... It's all similar. I think it's all about judgment. And there are certain things that people don't really care whether they're judged because they feel like they're competent for whatever reason, whether that's through their friends, through their social interactions, whether it's through how they grew up, through their family. You know, everyone's conditioned a certain way. Right. And depending upon the experiences that you go through um, determines where... In your life, you can't take judgment from people. Yeah, but... Because there are people, right, out there that can walk into a bar, let's say. Mm-hmm. Walk up to a guy. Mm-hmm. And be completely confident. Mm, not me. <laughs> but... They go home and think they're fat. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or can't do public speaking. Right? It's, it's, it's situational. Whatever it is, there's something about that situation of talking to a guy that they're 100% confident about. Just because of the experiences that they've had over time in their life where they, maybe they've never had a bad experience. Yeah. Maybe they just, they, they're just so self-assured that... You know, it, whatever the reason, they don't, that, that kind of judgment, the, the guy's judgment doesn't bother them. And it could just be that even if a guy criticized them, they just think that they're better than that guy. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother them. They're just, they're just strong enough inside to deal with it. But they're not confident in every area, right? Right, so. right. I have some areas where I'm confident enough, but well, not, yeah. not, I, I just, you know, I wish I had the confidence to talk to Mormon, but... 
because I've been hurt by a lot of guys. And most men I've had to deal with have been complete jerks. <laughs> you tend not to trust people. Right. So, you know, confidence covers quite a few different... Uh, it has avenues into other things. It has avenues into narcissism. It has avenues into trust. It has avenues and having faith and belief in oneself there there's a lot of different avenues that it can branch off in i just don't have the confidence now a job now a job that i had that i was really confident in and that i did my work so well that i never had to redo my work but i hated it that people would mess up their work and they're not even in my unit and I'm getting their work so it gets done properly. That's because, yeah, I knew my crap. I was confident in what they would be like, can you do this? I'm like, of course I can do this. I mean, it's not that hard. And they're like, well, can you fix all of this? They bring me a stack. I'm like, why do I have to fix it? Can't they? The, how are they going to learn the mistakes they made if they don't redo it? And they would go, that's a good question. But the problem is, these are so old, we got to get them out. That's the insurance business. Mm -hmm. When you have a backlog, you got to get it done. Well, there's like five of us in the whole freaking building that got stuck doing everybody's job because everybody that messed it up either let it sit too long and they needed it done right, they needed it done right now, and they needed to get it out. And because I had the confidence in myself to do it, I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. But but what's the difference, though, right? If you're, you feel confident in this particular area, right? Mm -hmm. They're both social situations, mm -hmm. right? If you're talking about walking into a bar and talking to a guy, and you're comparing it to dealing with coworkers, what is the difference? What, what... Coworkers I'm not afraid of. The guy I was. So you're not afraid of from judgment from them? Not from them, no. Because I knew my shit when, right. when it came to that. So I, then and I had edu education. Right. So we, we've gotten... We, we're, see, we're getting somewhere with this, right? Mm -hmm. You felt confident in your ability to do the work. Exactly. Right. But in the other situation, you don't feel confident enough that the guy will like you. Yes. Right? Yes. And if we compare yourself to the made-up woman that we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. who is confident and goes into that situation, the difference between her and you would be that she doesn't care whether the guy likes her or not. And I would care. And you do. Yes. Right. Right. I'm just that sensitive, I guess. And it's, and it's different how that plays right. in your life. But it's good, it's good to have this conversation because you have, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to, for us to exchange stories mm -hmm. and talk about our experiences. Mm -hmm. But what's really helpful is really getting down to what's actually going on. Because if you want to overcome the insecurities mm -hmm. that all of us have, mm -hmm. you have to realize what's going on. What exactly are you afraid of? What why can I do this, but I can't do that? Mm -hmm. Or why is this person finding this so easy and I can't do it? Right. Right? And it's because of that. It's, it's because of the judgment and how we view that. Certain people just, 
depending upon the situation, it doesn't bother them. Right. That that judgment from that person or people or whatever it might be, an event, it doesn't it it's it doesn't connect with them. It doesn't affect them. Right. But for other people, it's a huge deal. And I think if if you want to overcome that, mm-hmm. you have to treat every situation with the I don't care attitude. Like, you know what, it's not I'm not gonna die. Right. And I know that's easier said than done. Right. Well, I'm sure we can get to that later. Oh, yeah. But that's kind of what it is. It's like, I'm not going to die if this guy doesn't like me. Right. You know? It, yeah, it, it, it might suck because you might really like him. But you know what? If he doesn't like me, he's probably not worth it. Yeah. It takes me a while to get to that point. Yeah. yeah. I go through a, a little bunch of <laughs> scenarios in my head. I was like, well, fuck it. If he doesn't know how yeah. good I am, then he doesn't deserve right, it, you right. know? But, yeah, yeah. It's easier, it's easier yeah. said than done. Right. But that's what you work on, right? That's yeah. you, you find what it is about that situation yeah. that's bothering you. Yeah. And you go, you know what? I'm really going to work on that. I'm going to try to treat this as a, the real situation. And not blow it up out right. of proportion. Right. Oh, wow. And it can be rough. It really can. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, a lot yeah. of... It, it, that's just my scenarios. I, I mean, a lot of people find it rough. They, you know, they, whether they have a problem at work or they... Or they just have a problem with themselves. Like when they get ready in the morning mm-hmm. and they self... Um, uh, self-destruct themselves. I think that's probably the most common. I think almost you know, pretty much everybody when goes they, through that. Yeah, when they sit there and they, or maybe a woman's putting her makeup on in the morning and she's getting ready to go to work and she's like, oh, she'll go, oh God, I'm so ugly. Why Why do I even bother? No, it's not what you tell yourself. Yeah, it's not what you tell yourself at all. It's not... Why do you bother? It, it, it makes you feel good. If you want to put makeup on it, it makes you feel good, you do it. You do it because it makes you happy. Right. But is that why they're really doing it? Who knows why they're doing it? But again, going to the root of the issue. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing what you're doing? If, if, you're, if you're doing it because you're trying to, to impress someone else, even if it's not anyone specific, if it's just the general population, right? That's not going to make you happy. No, you have to make yourself happy. You have to want something for yourself. You have to put yourself first, and it's really hard to do that, especially if you're a caring type of person. It's really difficult to put yourself first if you're a caring person, and if you have children. Mm-hmm. Because you want to put your kids first, you want to put other people first, and then you put yourself last. You can't do that. If you want to obtain a new job, or if you want to feel better about yourself, or if, you, if you're a single mom and you want a new guy and you haven't dated in 10, 12 years, like me... <laughs> You know, you do things to make yourself feel good. Um, Maybe a new wardrobe or a couple of new outfits. Um, Maybe go get your hair done, get it cut off. Um, Try new makeup. Um, Go work out. 
anything that would make you happy. Don't worry about what someone else thinks of you. Worry about what you think of yourself. Start loving yourself. Start finding the confidence in yourself. Again, talking about the root of the issue. Right. A lot of people can't separate what makes them happy from trying to portray something to the outside world. I think that's I think that's what a lot of the insecurity about your self-image comes from. I think mm -hmm. it's I would probably say definitely at least 80% of the population has self-image issues. Yes. Um and a lot of it is how you're portraying yourself to other people, right? Mm -hmm. Um and I don't know, maybe this is something that's just ingrained in us from when we when we're children and you just you grew up in a world where you're just super self-aware that a lot of of how you're treated and what happens to you in life is how you appear. It's sad and depressing, but it is true. They've done lots of studies, um, especially like when you're talking about instinctual things. Mm-hmm. You know, just things, we're animals, and, you know, there's all sorts of studies about this. Right, stuff. right. Um, but it is true. Your appearance affects a lot about decisions and how your life plays out. Now, obviously, the more somebody gets to know you and things, obviously that changes. Um, your perception, your perception changes, other people's perception changes. But there are certain things that are affected by your self-image, unfortunately. And I think a lot of why people are so sensitive about it is because it is something that you learn early on. Um, I know we've talked about this before. I have a personal experience with this. Um, just a small thing can change how people view you. I'll use the little prince for an example because it just came to mind. The story of the little prince? Yes. Um, in the little prince... The author talks about um, a Russian scientist mm -hmm. um, who found an asteroid. And this was, I think, the early 1900s. I don't know, maybe 1930, 1940. I'm not sure I don't have the, the stuff with me because I didn't. This is just me talking out of my head here. Mm -hmm. um, but this was at a time when obviously space and stuff was still kind of a mystery, you know, they right. don't have like the fancy stuff, you know, the telescope stuff we have today. But he had discovered an asteroid. Um, and nobody believed him when he told people that this asteroid existed. And that's because Russia at the time, you know, people did, they look like peasants. And, you know, so when he went on there, nobody took him seriously. They're just like, oh, he's just some crazy guy talking. Well, Later on, um, the Russian government basically told people that they had to change to European clothing. So they went from kind of looking like peasants to now wearing European clothing, wearing suits and, mm -hmm. you know, dressing like we would dress in the Western world, right? Right. And again, he went and told everybody that he saw this asteroid. And believe it or not, everyone believed him. Wow. He did nothing different. But change his clothes. Right. And this is sadly something that happens. Another thing, another study, um, the more attractive you are unconsciously, you will assume that somebody is nicer. 
And this is something that's unconscious, okay? It doesn't mean that you won't be proven wrong or that your person, that their personality won't come out and you won't change your opinion. But it means that when you meet somebody who's more attractive, um, you will assume that they are just nicer even when you don't even know them. And the more that you know them, so like, for example, if you had somebody who didn't, you didn't think was attractive and somebody that you thought was attractive, right? Mm-hmm. If they both did something that you didn't like, mm-hmm. you would actually react worse to the person who wasn't attractive than to the person who was. Now, obviously, over time, once you get to know them and you know their personalities, that changes, okay? Mm-hmm. But when we're just talking about just normal in society, when you just meet people and you're dealing, maybe even a coworker, let's say, because you don't really know them, know them, but you, right. you, know, you generally know them, they found that that's something that happens. That's really weird. I never paid attention to that of all the people I ever talked mm-hmm. to. And it could just be something small, like a smile. If you really like somebody's smile, and you, that you you actually think that they're they're attractive just from one feature, mm-hmm. that you actually like start thinking that all of these other things about them is is attractive, or that they're just a good person, in general. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're gonna have a little they'll have, they'll have the upper hand in a lot of situations. So they'd have to really bring bring you down in order to for you to see their true colors. Oh. Somebody who you don't view as attractive, you're not you're not going to be as easy with them in the beginning. So mm. you'll see their true colors easier. Mm. Weird. That is weird. Yeah. But but like I said, these are all things that we unconsciously know because it's instinctual. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's an animalistic reason why we do this, right? Mm-hmm. Why we're attracted to to certain people and things like that because of, you know, reproduction and all this stuff, right? So we know this. Like, you knew this before we even had this conversation. Mm-hmm. You just instinctually know this. Mm-hmm. It's just we don't really think about it. We just know right. it, and so we're really conscious it's of our a, appearance because we know that people are making unconscious decisions about things. They're not even aware of it. Well, people can make all the unconscious <laughs> decisions they want about me. I don't really care. Well, you do. <laughs> I do when it comes It just to depends on the situation, which exactly. we talked about before. <laughs> it, I was going to say, unless it's a cute guy that I like, right. but, yeah. And you're not alone. I'm the same. I'm just as insecure as yeah. you in certain situations, too. So, it, it's just, it, it, it's really amazing how the brain functions. Right. And, I mean, there's so many parts to the brain. But it's so, is intricate a good word for that? Because it just, there's so much that goes on. That you don't even know. Yeah. And if you don't take psychology or even try to understand anything on how the brain functions, it's hard to sometimes understand why we think the way we think. Or why we act the way we act. I like to read psychology today stuff, but I was doing the research for this quickly earlier. Um, I found that this was rather odd that too much confidence can come off as being cockiness, arrogant, or narcissism. Mm -hmm. And then it says, what is the difference between confidence and narcissism? 
Narcissism can be due to insecurities and defense mechanisms, while confidence comes from self-awareness and the ability to tolerate and reflect one's insecurities. Confidence instills a person's sense of being capable and competent, while narcissism encompasses a sense of superiority over others. But the kicker was, Mm -hmm. why are we drawn to narcissists? Why are we? What's your thoughts? Why are we? Because I think that they like to pep everyone up, feed everyone what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And then once they think they got them where they want them, then they start really showing their true colors. Mm -hmm. So they say here, people like those who are higher in narcissism better than those who are lower in narcissism, according to one's recent study, that there may be that, excuse me, that may be because people overestimate how much self-esteem narcissists have, perceiving a strong sense of confidence which puts others at ease may be the key to narcissist appeals. They, so pretty much they are like bullshit or writers. <laughs> I don't think people actually like narcissists. I think what's happening is... I don't. I no, I don't think... No, when, when somebody knows that, that someone's a narcissist, I don't think anyone likes that. No. But I think what's happening is... And I think they're... Because they're talking about in the beginning, right? When you don't right. know that the person's a narcissist. Right, right. Um, what's happening is... It's just like any drug, right? Right. Narcissists... They... Like you said, they... They, they fulfill every need. Mm-hmm. They overcompliment. They give you what you want. And mm-hmm. that's a drug. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember, most of the population suffers from insecurities. Okay? Right. And it's very rare for someone to meet someone who actually overcompliments, mm-hmm. is super nice, mm-hmm. take, does things for them that no one else does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a dream come true, really. Mm-hmm. It's not something that happens all the time. And so you're, it's basically like when you first take a drug, right? It, you're, it's the, the euphoria of the moment, right? Right. Um, obviously, the longer you take the drug, the worse your life becomes. And that's kind of what a narcissist is because that doesn't last. Right. The narcissist is just is trying to get you to like them. Right. 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 Um, once they know that you like them, they, they, make, they make you addicted to them. Right. Because you, you, you get such an amazing feeling. Right. Getting all your needs met getting boosted up so that your confidence is amazing. And then eventually they completely switch. And yeah. now everything is about them. Yeah. And you have a hard time walking away because you want that again. Right? Right. And it's you're just following them around now, hoping that you're going to get that back. Yeah, that or you're stupid enough to marry them thinking that everything is good and mm-hmm. grand and... You know, they tell you, oh, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And just feeding you a bunch mm-hmm. of bull so they can get their way. Right. And then as soon as something goes wrong, they make you feel like it's always your fault. Even though you had nothing to do with the situation. Mm-hmm. But it's still your fault. Um, you're the crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, tons of other crap. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just like, 
they at first they seem like they build up your confidence because they seem like they have this confidence about themselves but then they also self-destruct you the person that they're building up they will tear you back down and build you up and tear you down and build you up right. and that you feel like you're in that yo-yo effect and you don't know how to get out but narcissists actually have the least amount of um, confidence they do mm-hmm. which is why they're narcissists right and in the beginning it's hard for people to recognize somebody who's really confident just really like really honestly confident right and somebody who's a narcissist it, oh yeah it is mm-hmm. um there are a couple of tells though well, um where were you when i needed <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> um, they've actually they're they're this in psychology right. there's a couple of thing ways that you can actually tell whether somebody is a narcissist mm-hmm. um any kind of relationship should never be rushed so anytime you meet anybody it's always safer okay regardless of whether this person is a narcissist or not right but um things should go at a very moderate pace okay mm-hmm. so um you know you have that whole like getting to know the person right um there should never be this like we're going from one step one to step two to step three like really quickly right um if it's a relationship like a romantic relationship or you're dating somebody you mm-hmm. shouldn't be like they shouldn't be like telling you that they love you really quickly right if someone said that they love you really quickly that's a sign that that person is a narcissist um if that person wants to get married really quickly um if that person is just basically rushing anything right um if somebody is complimenting you so much nobody over compliments there should be a balance. I'm not saying that people shouldn't compliment, but if they're just constantly, like, where you're like a celebrity kind of thing, mm-hmm. you should be wary of that. Mm. Um, even with friends, right? People that you just meet, even though you're not, even if you're talking about a coworker or something like mm-hmm. that, it's the same thing. Like, for example, if you meet somebody and it's just a friend, right? they shouldn't, like, expect to, like, spend all the time with you, Right. They shouldn't start getting jealous because you're spending time with other people. Shouldn't get jealous of spending time with anyone. Right. Everyone should be able to live their life as they fit, see fit mm-hmm. and hang out with who they want to be. Right. and Or I should say who they want to be with. Right. Um, jealousy is not something that should ever come into no. a relationship, no matter what the relationship is. But that's it, actually a red flag, though. Yeah. If, if people... Now, obviously, jealousy is a natural emotion. Right? Yes. And it's perfectly fine to feel jealous. Okay? I'm not saying that. Right. But we're talking about when you don't know somebody. Like, right. We're talking... Like, obviously, if you've known someone for years and you start to feel jealous about something, then there's a situation going on that needs to be dealt right. with. Right. But if somebody, like, you've only known for a month, okay, right. has a problem, you know, starts to feel jealous because you're hanging out with another friend more than them or, you know, what whatever the case may be, that's not enough time for someone to have genuine feelings for at any level, shape, or form, okay? Right. Um, and that's basically what what we're saying is, right. is that the amount of time that you know somebody, there should be no rushing, right. okay? I shouldn't be like, oh, I'm your best friend, and I've only known you a month. If somebody's talking like that, they're not being genuine, okay? So there's something going on. They, they, they have some underlying issues, um, and they could possibly be a narcissist because that's something that narcissists do. They make you feel like you have this close relationship mm-hmm. that doesn't actually exist. Um, 
And then again, they're going to start doing amazing things. They'll spend a lot of money on you. Um, they'll take you on trips. They'll take you to fancy restaurants all the time. There's no like fancy restaurant and then Netflix one night. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always going to be over the top is another tell, right? There's never going to be like, okay, why don't we just go over to my house and I cook? You know, it's always going to be something to impress. Unless they don't have the money. Well, yeah, if they don't have the money, then they'll find other ways of yes. doing it. But this, we're just talking about general, right. you know, ways that you can tell. Right. If somebody is too good to be true in a short amount of time, then, yeah, it's... There's no one out there that's that good to be true. I'm not saying there's nobody out there that's not rich and nice, but they're not gonna they're not gonna be rushing like that no. if they're if they're genuine, right? They're they're gonna people who are rich are still gonna take you home and cook or have you know or go over to your house and you cook or something. You know what I mean? You're still gonna have Netflix and chill nights. It's not gonna right, be right. You know, in one month we're every weekend we're just gonna go to a restaurant that you need like a special reservation. You know, three months right, in advance right, or something. Right. You know. So you want to get to know the person. You right. want to spend time with the person. And logically, like when we talk about it, it makes sense. Right. But you'd be surprised how good it feels in the moment. Right. I mean, I, I even, you know, when I was younger and I was dating, I would totally have fallen for something like that. Even though logically, when you talk about it, you know that that's ridiculous. But in the moment, it's like you so you badly want it. it to be yep. real. Yep. And it's not. Yep. And then you, bingo, wrong one. <laughs> it's a little too late. <laughs> so, but yeah. And then you, you definitely don't want to take someone who might possibly be that narcissist and who you feel like they give you confidence and think that you can um, help them or change them or make them better because it doesn't work. I know from experience, it does not work. You can't um, change anybody. No, people only people can change themselves. No, you when can they're inspire ready. someone to change, right? But that's still them going. Oh, you're inspiring Fire. me. Exactly. I'm changing. Right. So, what can we do? Is like a little creative things for ourselves that we can feel better about ourselves. Gives us give ourselves the confidence that we might need to achieve a job or just to make ourselves mm -hmm. feel better every day or, um, I don't know, maybe have that courage to talk to that girl or talk to that guy. I think what's helpful is really looking at what you are comfortable with. Even if it's taking like a diary or a journal and sitting down and actually thinking about situations and writing out, I can do this. Like, actual things that you can do. Like, what are the things that I'm actually capable of? Like, those situations that, we, you know, we talked about earlier about mm -hmm. where, you know, I feel comfortable, I feel confident in my job because da-da-da. Because if you actually write them down and you look at them, you'll realize how capable of a person you really are. And so when you look at all those situations where you don't feel capable... You could go, hmm, you know what, I feel capable of this, so why does this situation matter so much? You would think your job would be way more important than whether or not a guy likes you, for example. Right, right. right. And so then you can actually start going, okay, well, what's going to happen? Write out what's actually going to happen to me 
like, what's the worst possible thing that could possibly happen to me in this bar? Right. With this guy. And actually write that out. And I think, I think that's a really good way to motivate yourself to, like, if your friend calls the next time and says, hey, you want to go out? Instead of you going, no, I'm just going to stay home, right? Right. You'll go out, right? Because you'll, you'll have, even if you have to open that notebook because you've already done it, right? Right. And look at it and go, hmm, okay. Because you're looking at all that stuff that you were capable of. Right. Right. And it doesn't compare to the that one situation. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's just one one idea. That's good. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea because it's both visual and let you know you've you've written it down and you're seeing it and then you're talking it through. If especially if you're like me and you talk out loud. <laughs> so I'll write something down and I'll say it out loud and I'll be like, oh okay, you know. As long as I don't answer myself, then we're good to go. <laughs> well, and sometimes, too, like, it's it's good to switch the tables on the situation and go, well, what about that person? I'm judging that person, right? If yeah. I walk up to a guy at a bar, mm-hmm. okay, why am I so worried about how he's going to view me? Because he's probably worried about how I'm viewing him. My thing <laughs> is, is that self-confidence, I think you should tell yourself every day how... and you know, how worthy you are, um, especially if you have children, you know, if they tell you how much they love you, you need to remind yourself, you know, my kids tell me how much they love me. I love myself. Um, it took me a long time. I, I know I've said this on many of shows for me to actually say that I love myself because I was at a point in time when I didn't mm-hmm. because I, I was always the last one in my book, you know, I took care of my kid first. I took care of my husband when I was married. Everything, everybody else before me got taken care of. I was, I have always took care of myself last. Well, now I take care of myself first. You know, my son's grown up. He's got a good job and he makes good money. But, you know, I get up. I try to do what's best for me. I used to wear makeup all the time when I was a little kid. I barely wear it, but now I've got all this new makeup. And I try to put it on every morning, but I'm too busy to go out and about. And I only wear it when I need to, mm-hmm. like, if I'm really going to go out, if I'm going to, I'll put it on. But other than that, I just don't, I, I just, because I, I like me even the way I am now. I really mm-hmm. do. I really like me the way I am. And it's all because I would stand in front of the mirror and even though I could see what I didn't like about myself, I would just reverse what I was thinking and just be positive with myself. And I would tell myself how much that I love myself, how far I've come, you know. And I've also written down, this is what I did to survive and got out of a bad marriage. This is, you know, if I can do that, I can do anything. I still have my moments. But again, you know, trying to talk to a guy that I really mm-hmm. like is difficult. It is. And because, one, I don't trust people. Um, I've been hurt. I've been mm-hmm. hurt bad, so I know what that feels like. And, you know, you often wonder, think, why waste my time if he's not the one? Because that's my problem. That's another, that is one of my problems besides what I used to think is that 
I don't want to waste my time with someone if there's no connection. There has to be an con- immediate connection. So when we first look at each other and we first talk, there has to be something there that would even make me want to talk to them. And then if that's there, then I want to try to the next step and actually talk to them. And then if I can actually talk to them and say hello, then I want to get to know them. I don't want to, oh, yeah, hey, I like you. Oh, yeah, let's go spend the night together. Oh, yeah, let's, you know, let's get married and it's a month later. No, I don't want that type of relationship. Well, you shouldn't. No. Especially after what we just talked about. Exactly. I I want want it to be slow. (laughs) Slow and steady, you know. But that's the way it should be. Right. And I know that that's, in reality, people don't really, they want to just be immediately, they want to have a relationship. I mean, that's because that's your end goal. Right. But in reality, the way to make something like that last is through time. And that's any relationship. Right. Right. You you can't rush anything. Work, friendship. The, the, The way you build trust is through time. Right. And you're never wasting. You're never putting, that's not, you're never wasting time, though. Because if you're if you're if you're not rushing, and you're enjoying the time that you're spending, it's not wasted. Because even if that person if it doesn't work out in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it, that doesn't mean that all that time was completely wasted. Let Let's say for example, me and Martin Brian got a divorce. Okay, after you know it'll be what ten years next year, and I've known him longer than that, right? Mm-hmm. So, in that logic, that would be like saying that I've literally wasted 25 years of my life because I met him when I was 17 or whatever the heck, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And that all that time spent was just complete waste. I never should have met him. No, because that's on a different subject. That's on a different... To me, that's a different bridge. Because you met all that time. You knew each other in school. You spent a lot of time together. You had your moments apart. You got back together. You got married. And you've been through a lot together. There's history there. Yeah. If I did not know this person, and there was no, even just a little spark to begin with, well, even yeah. if he approached me. But how and do you I waste just, it? It's only a moment. You're not wasting time. But I, if there was a little spark, and then... At least I thought so, and we talked and and tried to see where it goes, mm-hmm. and things just didn't seem to pan out mm-hmm. because of things he was doing, like just you know we talked about maybe getting together, but then he'd never showed up, mm-hmm. or just, that to me is a waste of time. Well, I mean. By definition, it's a waste of time. But let's say, okay, you met this guy and you really liked him, Mm -hmm. okay? So you're at this bar and you meet him and you have a good time there, Mm -hmm. And let's say you go out one more time, so you have, like, a date somewhere else. Maybe you go to dinner or something. Mm -hmm. And if you're having a good time at the dinner, okay, all's well, right? Now, let's Mm -hmm. say he never calls you after that, okay? Yeah, when you're talking about, okay, I wanted a relationship out of this, yes, you are essentially wasting your time. But the way I look at it is, well, I had a really good time at that dinner, so that was one good night spent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, if you're talking about, like, okay, did I, did I hit my goal? No, I didn't hit my goal, so I wasted it in that way. But I didn't really waste my time. 
because I enjoyed myself in the moment. Right? All right. See? You see, this is why I say certain things <laughs> during these podcasts because this is my way of getting other people to say things I wouldn't say or that I don't think of. Because this is how you bounce ideals off of people and concepts and, you know, try to get a different thought process because we all think differently. And what she just said wouldn't, would never be a thought in my mind. I would not think that way. So, and I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so, because we all think differently yeah. and we all are hard on ourselves mm-hmm. and we all have issues and we all strive to try to be the better version of ourselves every day. Right. So, when you wake up tomorrow, you know, and the day after and the day after, just remember how much you're you're valued, how much you, how much worth you have and try telling yourself how much you love yourself and, you know, follow Jen's advice, follow my advice, anybody else's advice that you've come across that might work for you, but do something that makes you happy and something that helps build your confidence. We like to uh, say thank you for joining us and we hope that you are still staying safe at home and stay happy, stay healthy, take care of yourselves. And until next time, we bid you adieu. Thank you, blessed be, and take care. Bye, everybody. Bye.